1: Hi, welcome to Bark and Swagger. This is Jody Miller Young, your host. And today we're going to be talking with Janice Craig, the designer behind the Belle Diva Couture luxury pet fashion brand, a beautiful brand. But before we do, we're just going to take a short break for these commercial messages. We'll be right back after a short pause.
0: You love your dog, and you want to spend as much time with him as you can. But in your car can be distracting and dangerous for you both. You want what's best for your dog, and now you can give it to him. PupSaver is the simple, secure solution for car safety. And now PupSaver has optional seatbelt straps. Just move the passenger seat all the way back, pull the seatbelt out until it clicks or stops, then use the provided clip to lock the seatbelt at the retraction point. Attach Pup Saber's seatbelt safety straps and release the slack until just snug around the top. Then reclip at the seatbelt retraction point. Then latch the tether, which you've adjusted to the length of your dog's front legs, onto his harness or collar, and you're done! Your dog is comfy, secure against roaming, and still near enough to pet. In a sudden stop or impact, the PupSaver Saver will protect your dog from the dashboard and windshield by enveloping him like a catcher's mitt and staying securely on the seat. Secure, safe, simple Pup Saver.
1: For more information, go to PupSaver.com. Welcome back to Bark and Swagger. I'm Jody Miller-Young, your host. We're on Pet Life Radio, and we're talking today with Janice Craig of Belle Diva Couture, a luxury pet fashion brand and one of my favorites. Janice, you're a Southern gal. You live in North Carolina with your four Yorkies, and you've yes. spent over <laughs> 25 years in the design industry uh, in one form or another. First of all, welcome to the show. We want to know how you made this transition to pet fashion designer and and why. Well, it actually was a product of the
2: economy. I've done interior design for so many years, and when the economy went south several years back and home building went south with the economy, I had to do something that, first of all, used my creativity, but secondly, kept a design business of one sort or another going. And I've done so much work with Yorkies and Yorkie Rescue and fell in love with the breed many years ago and just absolutely love what I see people doing with dressing their Yorkies and I thought, okay, I know how to sew. I have sewn since I was a kid. Maybe I can use those skills and start doing sewing and doing some creative little outfits for the Yorkies. actually set it up, really aimed specifically at Yorkie, the Yorkie breed. And it took off so fast I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so that led to Baldiva Couture, and I now have work going all over the world.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I understand why. I mean, your designs are, they're beautiful, first of all. They're really intricate from your fishy, fishy and nautical harnesses and the wonderful embellishments you have on them to your evening wear. And color is such an important part of what you do and you just get it right. What inspires you when you create a piece? First of all, color has always been a real strength in any of my work.
2: And I'm not afraid of using color. I understand how to use it. I've been trained in use of color in Mm -hmm. my formal education. I'm not afraid of using color. And often people will kind of pull back when they see some of the strong colors that I use, but then they see the finished product. And they're amazed at what correct use of color can do. It just um, works, yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm just not afraid of using color, and I incorporate that as a major tool in most everything I do. But as far as inspiration, you know, I attend all of the the market classes and update seminars on what is the newest, greatest, latest colors and trends, and what mm-hmm. inspires us. So it's an educated approach to whatever I do. It's not just, well. Sometimes it's something that I just pull out of the air. But you never know what, on a day-to-day basis, you'll run across that will inspire you. But right, I, exactly you said, I'm from North Carolina. I spend a lot of time on the coast, so I have many pieces in my line that are inspired by the location of where I live.
1: Wonderful. Wonderful. And you can tell, yeah, you can tell that it's well thought through and it works. Are there specific fabrics that you tend to gravitate towards and find that you use over and over again, whether it's because it works well for the dog or because it works well for the design?
2: No, not really.
1: I use
2: all kinds of fabrics from expensive silks to Tuxedo satins, I use duck cloth, which is just a very fairly inexpensive cotton, heavily woven cotton. It looks almost like canvas, but it's a great background for some of the embroidered work that I do. And even the little fishy, fishy harnesses, the nautical harnesses, those are made of duck cloth. But that that Uh cloth is lined in satin, and whether they're embroidered or I have shells that are sometimes even glued onto those pieces, it's just a good background for that work. So, no, I don't have a special fabric that I only sew in. It just depends on
1: what the outfit is. Right, but in the case of the harnesses, it's like form meets function. Yes, it stands exactly. up. Yeah. So your newest collection is really interesting. I want to learn more about that. Were pieces from that new collection created for the Yorkie 911 Rescue Fashion Show, which I want to talk with you about a little later? The pieces that I sent to New York for that
2: fashion show were really part of several collections. I don't typically do a spring collection, a fall collection, a winter mm-hmm. collection, although I do items that are specific to that time of the year. But it just depends on, first of all, the custom work that people ask me to do. I do a lot of work for gala events. I do, in the past year, have done a lot of work for fashion shows that were mm-hmm. really very intricate pieces. So as far as doing a specific collection. Maybe I should do more of that from a marketing perspective, but I just have never done collections per se.
1: Right, right. Well, you know, you really kind of lean towards what the customer wants, and you have a pretty broad, you know, custom design business. You know, you have a lot of custom yes. clients. So, you know, that seems to be where your strength lies and where you focus on, right?
2: Yes, it does. And where many designers will do One certain look and every piece that they turn out, whether it's a harness or a dress or a blanket or anything that they do, it all has that look and you can tell that designer by that look. And everything I turn out from one piece to the other may be totally different. You could probably never pick me out of a group of designers as far as a look other than maybe the strong use of color. That might be a way you could pick me out. But everything I do is very different.
1: I noticed that, but it keeps it interesting and fresh. You know, it's like you never know what to expect. For example, yeah, what I thought was really, really cool was some of the pieces that you did for the show that I saw was paying homage to Shirley Temple. Tell us about
2: that. Well, just about the time that I was asked to do the Yorkie 911 event, Shirley Temple passed away. And of course, I grew up as a kid in the 50s. And at that time, Shirley Temple was a big thing. She was the cute little girl that everybody saw in the movies. And all her little Shirley Temple dresses were all the mothers wanted to dress their little girls in those types of dresses. Mm -hmm. My mother sewed. My mother made those kinds of dresses when myself and my sister were younger Mm -hmm. so that comes from remembering some of the things that my mom made in my early years but there are many little patterns and things that have that look that can be found on the internet so I started looking to see if I could find anything that was From some of the movies that she was in, and found actually some doll patterns, doll dress patterns that were Shirley Temple outfits. And so I did the little red and white polka dot dress that was the fluffy little petticoats and the little poof sleeves and the big bow in the hair and this one actually I did a little hat a little straw hat and attached the little finger curls it was made in doll hair and it oh attached the little finger curls to the hat so when <laughs> it was modeled the little dog had finger curls coming down to the side how wonderful Then there was a little nautical collection from one of the movies that she was in. And right now, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it, but I did a little boy, little girl nautical outfit matching. And they went on little three-pound Yorkies that were just the cutest little brother-sister outfits (laughs) in the world.
1: I saw um, them. They were wonderful. And actually, if you're listening in, you can see them for yourself on the Bark and Swagger page on Pet Life Radio. So you know what we're talking about. They were just terrific. You also had a piece that had Spanish influences. Tell us about that and where that came from. Years ago, we were in... Los Angeles, and just
2: touring and doing traveling a lot. I come from an airline family, so we often would just get on the airplane and go somewhere for a weekend. And we were in LA and just touring around and ran across a Peruvian street festival. And I was so taken with the costuming that these people had, and I had never forgotten it. And when I was asked to do the Yorkie 911 show, they wanted little boy, little girl outfits Mm -hmm. so we could model not just little girls, little boys as well. So I was searching for some ornament to go in this collection and ran across the little dolls around the skirt of the little girl's outfits. And I ordered those thinking... They remind me so much of that festival, the outfits in that festival when we were out in L.A. So I thought, I don't know where I'm going to use these. But let me order them and see what I come up with. And that's what I came up with, with those little (laughs) dolls. It was all based on the dolls. And I found fabric that worked. I found a pattern that worked, a doll pattern that I could adjust to fit the dogs. And Uh and there's a lot of adjustment when you think, okay, it's a little pattern, it fits a little dog. Well, the dimensions are not the same. You have to adjust everything so that it fits across the back. Of yeah. the dog and, that and the shape the
1: of the arm hand. the armpit yes. and everything yes. yeah yeah yes. well it is beautiful and very intricate and you nailed it you definitely nailed it we are going to come back with more interesting information from janice about her designs her design process we're going to take a short break so we'll be right back
0: sit stay we'll be right back right after we kibble a little with our sponsors
1: Go to PetSmartDeal.com to find out this week's coupon code and save up to 30% on food, treats, toys, and more. And get free shipping on orders of $49. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com.
0: Wow, your place looks awesome. And that's the coolest cat bed I've ever seen. That's my Googie Cat Bed. Googie Cat Bed? Yeah, I got it online at GoogieCatBed.com My cat needed a place to sleep But leaving bags and boxes lying around Made my place look messy I wanted a real piece of furniture Something that fit in with the rest of my house The Googie Cat Bed is perfect The style is fun and the construction is rock solid It's handmade right here in the US Where can I get one? Just go to GoogieCatBed.com That's G-O-O-G-I-E CatBed.com Cool!
1: Welcome back to Bark and Swagger. I'm your host, Jody Miller Young. We're on Pet Life Radio and we're here today with Janice Craig of Belle Diva Couture, a wonderful luxury pet fashion brand. Janice, you enjoy doing recreations as well of some human styles, especially costumes from famous movies for some of the special events that you designed for. What are some of your favorites or what are some of the most unusual recreations that you've done?
2: Well, of course, the Shirley Temple outfits were recreations from some of her movies, but yes, probably the the one that was most involved came from the movie The Last Emperor. I did Ooh. an outfit for Cuba Shaughnessy for the recent fashion show in New York City in February oh, and I remember it, that I mean, we did a whole entourage. That was based on the movie. I I watched the movie, and this is the story of the little emperor who came to power when he was just a baby. He appeared to be about three years old. And the costuming that was used in that movie, I actually searched out from online some of the resources that describe the costuming that was used for the movie Mm -hmm. and ordered silk out of China and several different silks and did the whole entourage. I had little cocks I had his dad were even dressed for the show. We built a rickshaw, which was quite interesting. I (laughs) I remember. This this whole (laughs) thing because I started out with a basket and wheels and got it built and then realized it wouldn't ship UPS and it was going to cost me about $600 to ship it to New York for the show. Oh, my God. So it became quite an involved event, not just the costuming, but the whole entourage became such a big thing, and it was very well received. People loved it. Yes. It was very intricate. It took me months to complete it all, but when all was said and done, it was quite a fun event.
1: I think it closed the show, didn't it? It
2: did, that, that, yes.
0: the
1: fashion show, that particular one that it was in. It was amazing. And as you said, it was like creating an entire scene. Janice, do you have any fun stories, because you have so many custom clients, about what you've been asked to create for one of them or for what occasion? Actually, I find that people
2: take dressing their pets very seriously for whatever the event is and probably the most unusual situation I've had was I was asked to do a formal dress for um, a cat and they were going to a wedding. I believe this was the only cat that was in a very large wedding for two dogs. Okay. So I can only imagine. <laughs> I'm hoping the cat was very well behaved. Yeah. <laughs> and absolutely and the dogs, too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes.
2: Yes, it was a very beautiful outfit. But most of the outfits that I do, as I mentioned earlier, I do a lot of gala dresses. And mm-hmm. I mean, these are very expensive, very intricate, very nice fabrics. And honestly, I think often people pay more or willing to invest more in those outfits than they do for themselves. Even a special holiday. People dress their pets just like they dress their humans. Absolutely. So because it's taken so seriously, it usually goes pretty smoothly and we don't I don't necessarily have any crazy things that happen as long as the outfits fit okay and I I measure very carefully and absolutely get measurements from one end of the the pet to the other so I know how tall the dog is, how long their legs are, what their measurements are in every part of their body. So typically if I've never laid hands on one of the dogs or cats as it may be, as long as I have the good measurements, I can
1: pretty well get the fit where it needs to be. So it usually goes very smoothly. Great. Wonderful. Talking about these special occasions and these galas and how people want something very special for their pets, which oftentimes are like, you know, their children. You have a wedding dress, Sophie's wedding dress that has a story behind it. Would you share that with us?
2: Yes, Sophie was my little Yorkie that unfortunately I've lost. And she was just a very special little rescue girl that came to us. Mm-hmm. And she was her mommy's baby, for sure. We did a fundraiser in Charlotte a couple of years ago, a fashion show and fundraiser. And Sophie was dressed as the bride, and she married Timmy,
1: who was also
2: a very good friend. And Timmy was in his tux, and Sophie was in her
1: wedding uh-huh. gown
2: and veil, and it was just a lot of fun. It created just a lot of interest. We had served wedding cake and punch, and the doggies uh-huh. had their own wedding cake to enjoy, and it things like that create a real awareness of the pet industry and not only from a rescue perspective and how important it is to raise funds to yes. help all of these Yorkies and other yes. breeds that need that help so badly, But it kind of puts a little fun into it as well. So that was a dress that Sophie wore, and it's forever. It's almost like an heirloom piece. And And, it's beautiful. uh,
1: It's so beautiful, Janice. Tell us a little bit about what it's like, the materials you used. and I mean, it looks as fine and beautiful as a human wedding gown.
2: Well, it actually is. It's made of bridal satin. Underneath, there are three different layers of petticoats that are made of tulle and lace. So the underside is as beautiful as the top side is. It has lace all around the edges. There are hand-sewn pearls and lace overlays that go over the top of it, little appliques that were cut out of a bridal lace. So it's very involved. And the veil is made of tulle and fastens under, under the chin and has little streamers on the sides with flowers attached. So it's very intricate, lots of little detailed handwork. I would be afraid to guess how many hours I have in that dress.
1: Yeah, um, it looks that way. It definitely does. You have a piece that made its way to Robert Redford. Tell us about that and, and how that happened. There's a little dog in Los Angeles
2: that is named Sophia Loren. Yes. Anne Marie yeah. Tafoya is her mom. Sophia was a rescue baby and has a lot of contacts in the movie industry because Anne Marie is very involved in that industry and has a lot of a lot of contacts that put her in well placed events that yes. um, Sophia is very well marketed. They were involved in a fundraiser event in New Mexico In which the Redfords were participating, and Mrs. Redford just fell in love with this little lambskin dress. It was done of actually of lambskin. It's the only piece of leather I have ever sewn. I'm not sure I will ever sew in leather again. I can relate. (laughs) It was much like sticking a needle into a piece of skin. And I, I, by the time yeah. I got the dress finished, I yeah. thought, I'm not sure I'll ever do this again. Yeah. But it was beautiful when it was finished because it was the ornament was turquoise. Yes. So it looks very southwestern. And Mrs. Redford just had a fit over it, and Anne-Marie <laughs> took it off of Sophia and gave it to her. Oh. And we made another one for Sophia Lorenz. I'm glad that they have that piece. I hope they're enjoying it. And it was very appropriate to the part of the country where the event was held. So yes. um, that was a special piece as
1: well. Absolutely. And it's beautiful. I saw a picture of it. It's really, really stunning piece. I want to sort of wrap up with, you were talking about how important rescue is, and we all agree with you, of course, and your involvement in Yorkie Rescue. The Yorkie 911 Rescue Organization is a wonderful one that you've been involved with for a while. They have a huge fashion show fundraiser every year. And you, as we talked about, participated in that with several pieces. I know it took a long time to prepare for it. What was involved And how long does it generally take you to prepare for something like that or the New York Pet Fashion Show, which you talked about having participated in? It's a big process. Months,
2: months of work go into doing those events because I'm so crazy about everything being to perfection when I send it out. Yeah. Each outfit takes a lot of time and effort to complete and when it leaves here it doesn't leave until I'm absolutely satisfied that it is the best that it could be. So for that reason, much of what I do takes a lot longer than you would ever imagine. And mm-hmm. actually for the event in February, I started on the that New in the New York Pet Fashion Show. Yes. I started on that in October and was still sewing almost as it went down the runway, still putting finishing touches on things.
1: I remember talking to you leading up to it, and it was like, oh, my God, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, a lot of uh, just a lot of last-minute things that had to be adjusted. And then right off of that show, I started the Yorkie 911 event. So I feel like I've been in runway mode since October (laughs) of last year, and Some of the things that went to Norky 911 were things that I already had done and were perfectly fine, like the fishy, fishy harnesses. Mm -hmm. Some of those things uh, were done last summer. So I already had some of those in stock that I could work with but still it took me several months to get all of the the patterning done as it should have been to fit the dogs and all the detail on those pieces so it's been a non-stop yeah I um, mean do you have a break
1: now do you have a break now what's next for you catching up (laughs) right with your custom orders Yeah, yes, yeah. yes,
2: I have, my customers have been very patient with me, thank goodness, because they know I've been involved in these rescue events, but I now just have to take some time and get caught up with orders that are, have been waiting, and there will be new things that come as we go, new looks, I never know what that will be, I never know what I will see that mm-hmm. will inspire me to create something new, new things will be coming out, but it's, I've got to take some time now to just get caught up.
1: Absolutely. Well, I'm sorry to say we're out of time, Janice. I've so enjoyed talking with you. And if you want to know more about what Janice does, you can go to com. She has all her designs on there, and you can purchase right from the site. and They are absolutely beautiful pieces. you got to have at least one in your doggy's wardrobe. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Pet Life Radio and our producers, for making this possible. And when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger.
0: Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.